Come on, season five. Let's get toxic. It's Raffi. And I'm your local neighborhood gas station where you get carjacked. It's Nudu Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Nudu, was that you get carjacked on Washingtonian Probs? I was actually the carjacker. I have a new car. (laughs) (laughs) This is my... The title of this episode, y'all, is wait, did you jack that car? Yeah, wait, you're the carjacker? <laughs> no, wait, did you jack that car? Because it's funny. It's a jack-off joke. No, I like the carjacker. It means you jack off. You're jacker. Uh, it's giving very much bait bus. <laughs> at, yeah. Listeners at home, do you know what bait bus is? Clap and, if you know what bait bus is. And if you do not, just Google it really quick. Nothing will come up. Promise. <laughs> 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 that is so funny dude how are you feeling today um it is crunch time i you know mercury is about to go in retrograde y'all so i don't know if y'all are feeling the vibes in the universe but my third eye is open and it's just ringing dinging oh you have a third eye yeah a third eye a third hole and... that's what i was about to say i know that's open <laughs> it is hump day and only three reasons to live so <laughs> oh my god what are your three reasons to live that's a really good that's a good question oh that yeah makeup, easy so it's super easy it's new new paris that's three right <laughs> <laughs> uh you live for your art i really appreciate i live there for the no, applause I, oh my god thank you for asking how i'm doing i'm doing really well today i actually <laughs> um been really busy i'm getting some new clients at work You know, I want to send out positivity to our listeners because let me tell you, y'all, I'm realizing something as we enter our 30s, me and Nunu. Um, Who would you? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Me and Nunu are about to turn 30. Why did you tell the girls? We are are both 92 babies. And I'm realizing as you get older... She just did that math, y'all. <laughs> For the listeners that are not watching on Zoom, uh, she definitely just penciled that in. Oh, yeah. I'm learning as we enter our 30s, y'all. Like, we re- that's where you lose me every time. Um, we really have to, f- like, work to be happy. Wouldn't you agree, Nunu? Like, it takes work. If you could really... <laughs> no shade. But, like, you really have to want to go see your friends. You really have to want to call your parents. You really want to want to, like, get out of the bed. Because it's so easy to, like, get into, like, a rut where you feel like you want to isolate. I, maybe I'm speaking for myself. But as I get older, I'm just like, girl, it's so easy just to stay at home and watch a whole movie saga like harry potter or the hunger games or or twilight or um the maze run i'm trying to think of those dumb series it's, that time. it's the Loch Ness monster of dc <laughs> uh, i'm the witch not the lion or the wardrobe it's <laughs> no, actually you are the wardrobe you could be the wardrobe the wardrobe yeah that's my tagline no i i agree working to be happy is such a real concept and it just feels more apparent because the pandemic i keep thinking all the time like wow with that, before the pandemic things were actually easier and we know it's always harder it was actually easier you'd have to worry about mass you know worry about getting sick you'd have to worry about distance you have to worry about how you're going to do all the normal things you used to do without being seen morally uh, um morally and i'm gonna say obtuse neutral right like yes. do you travel do you still party do you still see friends do you stay inside and become a hermit who knows like what's the right decision and there is no right decision right 
there's definitely ranges. I mean, I think as long as you're doing what makes you happy, go for it. But I do think there's an element that you want to live your life. You want to see the world. We have a beautiful world as of right now. Do we like a show? That we should we should be taking advantage of like of of seeing everything as much as possible and not living with regrets because you never know when uh, you're gonna have your last day, right? Because I mean, just this past month, we've lost so many icons in Hollywood. And it just really makes you think like you gotta live your life to the fullest because you never know when the last day is. You never know what movie you're not gonna get to watch that you were hoping to watch. You know what I'm saying? So did you ever grow up um, in a church area or religious area where people were telling you that, you know, we're living in our last days? Oh, for sure. I mean, I literally grew up in New York originally, so I didn't, I, it wasn't so much in your face, but I definitely was way more religious while I was in New York because my parents would make me go to this church because the church was more Latino um, and like more accessible. But once we moved to North Carolina, I was in a more religious, white religious Baptist, Pentecostal kind of area. And that really like white high, heightened my awareness that oh the world's gonna end. Were you scared? I really thought the world. I really thought the world was gonna end at twenty twenty at twenty twelve. I literally lost my virginity in twenty twelve because I was like, bitch, I'm not dying without having sex. Period. Oh my gosh, I didn't think the world was gonna end. It didn't. The vibe just didn't seem right. Honestly, um, <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> right, like twenty twelve was such what? a weird time, and it was such a bad year for me. Like I was like, I'm not dying now. It's lame. Um, well, take me back. What was your 2012 like? Um, picture it. Sicily, 1942. Um, I... One eyelash. (laughs) Um, in 2012, I was about 12, yeah. And I remember being in college... Oh, so you now you're 18 now, bitch. <laughs> so when I was 12 in college, I <laughs> was in entangled with the boys. I was entangled by white men. I was entangled by insecurity, peer pressure, um, sadness, Drugs, alcohol, an episode of Euphoria. Honestly, yeah, I was out hanging out with DC drag queens before they became drag queens in 2012. Honestly. <laughs> And I was living my best euphoria fantasy. Answer the question with foreskin. Um, I don't do anything with foreskin, right, ladies? Woo! Toxic, toxic, <laughs> toxic. Just First of kidding. all, you're missing out. You're missing out on a life, honey. Let me tell you, honey. Yeah, that peel banana, mama. First of all, you're not supposed to peel it back. Period. I don't. You're yeah, enjoy. You're gonna enjoy the 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 elements. If I ever get a chance to work with one, I'll remember everything you taught me. <laughs> First of all, don't say it like that. <laughs> you were in drag that night. Remember that? Um, yeah, that's what I remember from 2012. So I was like, I got this tattoo, right? Take care, take care of myself. That's what I was doing. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the most North Carolina bullshit, you <laughs> stop. You are toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Honest. <laughs> that's, that's like, oh, did you, did your boy, did the other boy, uh, what's what quote did the other boy do? Like, have fun. Oh my god, I did definitely. I Just definitely. Breathe. We were we were we were definitely planning to get matching like infinity tattoos. Uh, because that was the thing in 2012, right? You wanted to get a tattoo on your wrist or somewhere weird on your elbow or your arm, and you were like, ooh, 
I, I'm gonna do something that's so Tumblr and it's so aesthetic. <laughs> and I'm so glad we didn't. That, nothing lasts. You know what I mean? Take care. High schoolers <laughs> laugh at that. <laughs> I remember. I remember when it came out because people were like, "Oh, like the Drake album." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I would never get "Take Care" because that would explain too much. Uh, uh, that would take too much explanation to everyone. Like everyone would think that. I think that's where my brain went to "Take Care." I was like, "What's your favorite song?" That was, that's that's what I would ask after that question. <laughs> Um, but no, we wanted to, uh, because we were going back in time and we're talking about death, we wanted to definitely acknowledge uh, um, Andre Leon Talley, who died today. Is today the 18th? No, he died it's yesterday. It's the 19th. On the 18th. Died on, he died yesterday, though. He died on January 18th uh, at 73. And he was quite the icon for so many queer people, um, especially people of color and black queer, black queer people. But apparently I saw some Instagram uh, posts. Ah! <laughs> That's not shade. It's not shade. I just saw a lot of Instagram posts, you know, honoring his memory, which you know I love to see, but it's just I, I always hate celebrity deaths because things become so performative. You know what I mean? People start saying things like icon, icon, and never watch the show, can't name quotes, don't know books, don't know references, don't know basic facts. But, you know, um, the memory is what is important. And for me, as a Black queer person, you know, Andre Letali and I went to the same school, you know what I mean, in North Carolina, North Carolina Central University. And being from the same place, um, being a Black male from the South and seeing what he was able to do was always inspiring. And he was also a uh, plus size, which I always resonated yes. with. And he was unapologetic and he just gave so much. I, As everyone knows, I am such an American Next Top Model stan. I always describe my drag as just a perpetual contestant in American Next Top Model. That's why if you follow me on Instagram, it's nothing but crazy pictures. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's off. But I'm inspired by the spirit of A&TM in which Tyra has done and Andre mm -hmm. and like Miss J, Mr. J, all these queer icons of color that inspired me, that showed me how to walk and strut and to be fierce and to understand true to art and um move beyond outside of america outside of the small north carolina setting i was in so i really have reverence for these people and he will be missed yeah uh i do him once he got on america's next time model if not from like appearances on other shows that were that were fashion forward um and so i always knew that reference of him being with vogue but what that show he was on America's Next Top Model, and once he got on the show, that's when was was when he when he was on the show was that like the crazy era of America's Next Top Model, or was or was it when he was trying to when Tyra was trying to rear it back into a real modeling competition again? It was it was a it was a slight rear back. It was a time when it was rearing back it, it, in in the season. Cause, oh, he came beginning in season eleven. No, it was in eleven. It was. 12, 13, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he was trying, she was trying to reel it back and then got crazy again. Yes. Y'all like to shake Tyra Banks. Let me be very clear for all you people on Twitter and TikTok. Leave Tyra alone. Keep Tyra Banks out your mouth. And, and that's really on period. She is an icon. She's a legend. And she honestly birthed all your favorite shows. So it's just stupid to go back and be like, I can't believe someone who was unaware she was doing something, did this one thing. It's like so stupid. <laughs> um, you made a great point that people 
are like giving Natara this villain edit when the villain of RuPaul's Drag Race is RuPaul. And we love RuPaul. We have reverence for what he's do what he's done for drag, what he's done for queerness as in a whole, um, mother, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they've they are both problematic people. Maybe they don't know if they're problematic. Maybe they're just, you know, they they don't know whether they're enforcing certain standards and stereotype. But don't give one person the icon level that people are doing right now and pretend like Tyra is not, has not done iconic things. Do you think Tyra Banks is an icon? Um, there's no doubt and there's no question. And um, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. I mean, she's an icon. She's an icon. She's an icon. Everyone knows who she is. And would, would, Naomi, would Naomi Campbell say that she's an icon absolutely um icons recognize icons and naomi's in her nice you know face we as gemini's we go back into you know nice and forth eras and she's in her nice era right now she had a baby remember her and tyra both do those surrogate babies so oh they're all they're both working as mothers man That's right they're both working moms you know you're different now when you're a mom right now I, I i again like i'm not saying to excuse trauma but you know it was fun we all laugh we all entertain <laughs> we all left. <laughs> we did. Tyra pretending to die and scaring the girls. Hilarious. The challenge was acting. The bitch was acting. That is true. And we all we're not gonna pretend like we did not we did not all watch. And that's what our parents and stuff did, right? You know, we our family scared us. They pulled pranks, they did stupid things to scare us, even though they thought it was funny. We didn't think it was funny. You know, there's a lot of things back then that were, you know, a different type of humor. That's just it. Yes. The people were trying to get her off um, America's Got Talent. And I was like, it is um it was dancing with the stars. She was a host of America's Got Talent, but you know, I just want you to keep track. (laughs) Now she's making TikToks. Um her and RuPaul is too. So you know what, mamas. Is RuPaul making TikToks? Yeah, you don't follow RuPaul on TikTok. Anyway, all this pop culture, we have to talk about my favorite thing in the world, the things I've been talking about constantly in canto iconic <laughs> iconic um in canto if you haven't seen it you are living under a rock because we don't talk about bruno and it's just so iconic it's just so super iconic how do you feel that we have more legendary it's iconic it really is it's so iconic i mean that in like such a real way i just think it's just going to change disney movies from now on so much happened how do you feel about more latin representation i mean we talk about this a lot in our show our show was built on wanting more of this and speaking out on it and i just want to know how you feel as uh i mean i love the movie that it got like a family that has different shades of skin and of skin tone in, in the family. I always see like a homogenous like family when it comes to Latinidad and I think in, in media. And I think that's ridiculous because no family's like that. No family, we all have different skin tones in, in the family. So I thought they got that great. Um, I, I'm still obsessed by the, the, the like cultural accuracies that they they tried to do but i mean was the director white i have to also point that out like he was oh here you go here you and go I mean, again I mean, and i mean i have to you have to point that out because you have to let latinos tell our stories you and isn't he not latino no he was a white man he was like his name was like dan wilkes or something no we not latino dan wilkes i'm looking dan him wilkes up go, the- go ahead speak on it speak on it 
Um, no, so I do think that we need to trust Latinos to tell our own story. But the, since the money is coming from like white corporations like Disney, it's like, you know, we don't always get the full benefit of feeling like it's our space. But I definitely appreciate the Latin actors in the, in the movie. Uh, I still want to remind people that just because it's a Latino person, that person better have the same skin tone when they're the voice um, actor. I did my research. Okay, okay. You were wrong. Dan Brown. There are two directors and they're both white men. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As long as, as long as we got that clear, sweets. But one's both a Gemini, so ow! Oh my God, toxic. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, 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 we, we still don't have Latin directors or again, culture, people from the culture doing the culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we still have people in blackface. <laughs> I am gagged. I'm offended. Almost. I'm offended. I'm under your thumb. Meow, meow. <laughs> no, obviously, what I meant by that was that, of course, once again, you know, people of color are not getting representation that we deserve, which, you know, is, is a, is a <laughs> time old to- story. You know, it always happens. So, you know, meh, meh, it happens, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but what I was continuing to say is that the story we got was so powerful. And what I mean by that is that it just showed so many different sides of people that were really humanized for the first time. I mean, I enjoyed the fact that they yes. didn't have singers that, you know, were these big Jennifer Hudson, you know, Idina Mazel kind of voices. It was just like kind of regular, more relatable people. And you really got to feel instantly seen. Everyone has gone through that, no matter, especially for people of color and their families, like, there's going to be a matriarch. There's going to be, yes. you know, some of some internalized intergenerational trauma. And it, it's a reality. You know, the immigration story, of course, is important, but I thought it transcended to like so many other things. Um, mm-hmm. But we did see a lot of hate from the ma- about the matriarch on TikTok. And I didn't understand that because I'm like, it's racism because every culture has a matriarch that can be very traumatized because it's traumatizing to be a first generational woman, especially from a different country and culture. And um, something I also didn't understand and I didn't appreciate sometimes people would uh, sometimes people that were not Latino would come up and like, like bring up the movie and then, Oh, I loved it. But like, I didn't really enjoy like explaining the whole like conquistadors moment, killing the husband kind of moment to other kids, you know, that was just so much. And I just feel like that was, but that was not the movie. That was like a portion of the movie. That was literally less than a minute of the whole film. And like, that's not even what I would recall from that movie. And it's so interesting what pe- what people think that they're doing when they are watching these movies but you have to really, are you absorbing the culture when you watch these movies? Or are you just in being like looking at it as an entertainment slash like skeptical almost, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I found that very interesting uh, from those reactions, but yeah, I really appreciate it humanizing someone like the, like the, like the grandma, because I, every Latino family has, has, has a, has a woman like that in the family who is misunderstood um, who is seen as strict, overprotective, overbearing, but they just, the biggest, their biggest fear is always losing the, their loved ones. You know what I'm saying? They've lost so much. 
Um, and sometimes we don't know the scope or parameters of what that actually means. But yeah, it's real shit. Yeah, real shit and Kanto. So go while watch it, go support the movie. Um, and of course, the songs are just so addictive. We don't talk about Bruno, just genius. I think pop culture is such a good topic right now because there's so many things like that are trending and people are like getting into. Uh, I mean, I have to bring up Euphoria because I recently got into Euphoria and that shit really goes hard. Um, Nunu Paris is going to be coming up in an upcoming episode, right, Nunu? Um, yeah, I'm perfect for it because I'm sexy, I do drugs, and I hate myself. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's going to be a character. I, first of all, the word, the name Nunu would go great with the show. Um, but basically, if, if for those of you who are not watching Euphoria, um, I finally joined that bandwagon, and I do not regret joining it because it is, do they glamorize um like drugs alcohol un- unprotected sex underage sex all that kind of stuff i wouldn't say they glamorize it because it feels so hard to watch sometimes but aesthetically yes they do glamorize like the darkest moments of people's lives and make it very like glamorous or like aesthetically pleasing but the music the artistry the direction i mean that's the, the to me i love the art of it all and i think the art of the the movie the, the show is so stand out especially the second season uh but it brings a, a great topic of how we're always chasing happiness and it's to tie it back to our original topic it is not easy to be happy it, in this day and age it is so hard to just be content and being okay with how things are and i think that's the biggest thing that i've tried to embrace um in my later 20 in my late 20s is just like being okay I think we all want to be okay and we do not not want to be okay. But being okay, being happy, and then being okay with not being okay. Having those moments of being like, I don't feel like doing this right now. And giving yourself that room to feel and and experience moments. I agree. Um, I, I've, I've really grown and practiced gratitude. And I feel like recently, now that I'm in my early 20s, I have learned in my relationship even that you have so much to learn and that you never stop learning and I think that's something that I personally am uncomfortable with um sometimes I think like I'm gonna do something right I'll get my checkbox and it'll be done but that's not how life works like you never really stop you know what I mean um and that reality sometimes can be jarring because it's like Things can't always be content. Things can't always be good. Things can't always be on the upswing. Yeah. And it, it's part of the process. So whether it's your job, your relationship, your finances, your relationship with your family members, your own um, relationship, even with yourself, you know, there's going to be times where it's up and there's going to be times where it's consistent. There's going to be times where it's just down. And sometimes that struggle, you know, it doesn't get over overnight. Sometimes it lasts weeks. It can last months. And it's, more about pushing through it's more about how we get through is what i've learned as i've gotten older i think when i was younger i was like i could never do it and now i just do it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think something about finding my happiness is i found my happiness or contentness in life single and that's the biggest fear for me is like opening up sometimes and when like bringing someone new and like bringing someone into my life and having to risk that they're going to hurt me and I think that is like something that I do still struggle with. And like you said yourself, like it's not easy to be in a five-year relationship because it's not always going to be great. And my thing is if I'm not okay, I have to do that by myself. I have to feel like I have to like 
be alone to like process everything. And it's hard for me to sometimes open up to people and like show vulnerability. So like, I think that's something that like in 2022, I wanna work on doing because it's it's all about communication. Communication is gonna be the make or break of the relationship for sure. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's just realizing weird, like I realized such weird things about myself recently. This is gonna sound so annoying, but you know, I, I wanted to do more, right? And then I started to look at how I could start saving money and I started like not going out anymore. I started cooking. And uh-huh. before <laughs> we would eat out like all the time and get every single thing, whether it was Amazon packages or groceries yeah. or food delivered to us constantly. And I think we did it so much that I began to think it was normal. Mm-hmm. And, and as I keep going around, I realized that's not normal at all, is it? No, that's a lot of money going out of the, of the um and there's just things that I've done that I'm like, wow, why don't you just be like a regular person <laughs> and just go out? Well, I mean, what's right, re- but also what's regular, you know, we're millennials. We are the fucking generation that really is gonna start changing things about what it is. I don't adulthood, we are we made adulthood very unique, honey. Like oh yeah, adulthood looks so different. I used to grow up in things that I would grow up and like stop liking cartoons, and I would like, read the newspaper and shit. Yeah, no, that's you. I that's another thing about being happy. You have to be a child. You have to go back to what you like to do as a kid. What did you like to experience as a child? Um, you have to just be a child sometimes. Be a kid. People think it's immature, but I think it's fun. Um, and just like something I still do, like when the elevator comes, is you know you do like the X Man thing, like you're, you're pretending to open it, and that's just like whimsy that you just do. And like, yeah, I know what you mean. I think <laughs> I, I think that you are the the best at being a child. That that thing you do, oh, where you where you don't know how to read. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> when I read books upside down and ask you to read to me before I go to bed. Yeah, Nunu gets on a Zoom call, y'all, and she just reads me Harry Potter to her before I go to bed. And then she's like, are you okay? Oh, okay, well, my man, good night. All right, my man. Is that my new t-shirt slogan, my new thing? Harry Potter and the Sorceress, my man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> glad i can edit uh, myself before i get on tv wink wink uh yeah uh Nunu's about to disappear for three weeks yo where's she going prison prison honey um <laughs> happiness Leave. yes uh the chase of happiness the pursuit of happiness as will smith likes to call it um it is... I, I can already tell Nunu's gonna name this episode wait are we pursuing happiness <laughs> <laughs> no it's wait you got carjacked <laughs> Representing, of course, the representative who got jacked, carjacked at a <laughs> gas station. I want to tell the story. Keep representing it uh, on, on somewhere in Northeast, right? Um, some gas station. That's an assumption. You are being so. No, terrible. I read that. I know it's somewhere in Northeast. Don't do that. Don't do that. You, you try me. <laughs> I know for a fact it's on Northeast. I didn't know what. I don't know what street it is, but I know it's in Northeast. <laughs> um, and that is crazy because I couldn't imagine Grand Theft Auto being like that popular in real life you know what I mean like (laughs) please uh that like that makes you not want to get a nice car um yeah that material girl lifestyle like it was a BMW it was a BMW so honey like I said the world is a crazy place uh 
And people have less less to. I feel like people have less to lose. I mean, billionaires are only getting billi- richer, and we're only getting poorer. And people are going to be. People are going to like start doing these more and more, and it's going to feel like a rebellion. So I don't know. I mean, if y'all want to watch Rebellion and how this might turn out, just watch The Hunger Games. I watched it recently and told you to watch it recently because I thought it would bring back some nostalgia, which is a you know a hallmark of being a millennial, right? And I yeah, guess in Gen Zer, we love to be like, "Oh, we're gonna do something we used to," and it's gonna bring back happiness. And all it brings back a bump of it for five minutes, and then it just stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to reminisce, but like looking back, I was like, was this a, was this a good series? I don't think so. I mean, it was short lived. Uh, it was the and the last movie was bullshit. The, the, they should have never split the last movie into two parts. Um, um they should give Jennifer well, Lawrence an Oscar for that instead of nominating her for Don't Look Up, um, which is such an annoying long movie on Netflix. Annoyingly pretentious long movie. Yes, all of the above. What rich people think is like while contributing to it. It's so funny. Um, well, wow, this was has been a great hump day episode, y'all. And are we, we humping? Are, so are we humping? Uh, yeah, come over. I mean, you see, yeah, you still have to read me a book and tuck me in. Oh my god, Tanya Tucker. Um, <laughs> I, I want to emphasize that if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling surprised sometimes i find myself feeling so surprised that things are actually happening to me that i'm alive that i exist in this universe that Mm -hmm. bad things happen good things happen um center yourself let those thoughts um go Mm -hmm. focus on being in the moment focus on what you can do and how you're going to get back to happiness because it's going to come back around sadness does not always last I love the ly- lyricism in that statement. Thank you so Even much. Even though it cannot always be that day. <laughs> Whatever that thing on TikTok. Um, where can they find you, Nunu? They can find me at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram. And wait, we don't do it podcast. Can they? <laughs> well, if someone ever posts me. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, I do. I do. I, if someone ever sends me pictures. <laughs> and we do a podcast on TikTok where we go through so many DC uh, controversies as, as we do. And of course, you can find me at Wait to Do a Podcast. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Spotify and on IG. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yes. Thank y'all for coming through for the Apple Podcasts. We just found out we are worldwide. We are being streamed in, I think, six of the seven continents. Where's Antarctica at? I don't know, but we are at six. That's a cunt. I need some penguins to be listening, okay? And uh, make sure you follow your girl at New Paris, y'all. Um, we're going to get to one million this year, okay? Period. Oh, my God. 100%. <laughs> Well, and- thank y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been an amazing episode. Remember, 2022, we're pursuing happiness. We just want to be okay. We know that things are hard. It's okay if you're not perfect. It's okay if you're going through a rough spot. Is everything okay? Ask yourself that. And if the answer is no, that's okay too. Love Bye. y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.